We go to the diner. Oh, he, he's the diner like, is fucking flustered. They have like a, a whole wait staff of three, and, and somebody wants to, and they're all and they're all fighting. And like it was, it was like I even I said to Gene and Derek, I said we gotta find another place again. <laughs> it's like you know, so, this, some this old guy working. shit himself as we walked in, <laughs> literally yeah. shit He's himself. Right did, so, so, out loud? so did your I natural saying, instincts kick in and did you start changing them then? Nope, yeah. I, I, that, nope yeah. I was off nice. duty. Ah. Hi, I'm Dirk Manning, the writer and creator of Nightmare World, Tales of Mystery, Love Stories to Die For, Writer Wrong, a writer's guide to creating comics, as well as the co-creator of books including Hope, The Adventures of Cthulhu Jr. and Dastardly Dirk. And my friends, I am so excited for you. In fact, I'm almost envious for you because right now you are about to continue listening to comic book rehab podcast so enjoy Hi, I'm Paul. Hi, Hi Paul. Hey, Paul. All right, I'm joined by COVID Hatter, Jimmy Kimmel, almost live, and Mr. Genius. No, 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 no. Mr. Genius, because congratulations, sir. I think this has the, the second time in all of history that Jimmy Kimmel, almost live, was speechless. It was fucking glorious. I wasn't speechless. I'm I oh yeah, you I, were. I didn't know whether to take him serious or not. It was it was great. The audience was speechless. So our our miss last week was because Josh had a ballet recital to go to. It went or well. be in. It went well. Yes. See? But I've hung up my slippers. And now we're my, gonna talk about some comic books. Did, did you hang them up on the corner of your boyfriend's bed or well, we share. Well, it, I, so it's my bed. So yeah, why, dude? It's okay. It's twenty twenty one. Yeah, he can be gay if he wants to be gay, <laughs> right? But he can also. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit know, concerned because all these stories about Shrek, and now I know he bats for the other team. I'm kind of growing concerned because he might we're, switch. We're, hand, we're, leave him alone. We're built like me and that. Dave are built like yeah. Shrek. He might be trisexual. He could try anything. Who knows? Exactly. I mean, he does have an enema wand in the shower. That is true. Not anymore. We took that out. I don't know why, but uh, I went in the other Oh, that was the other thing in that fucking hotel. Oh, God, that shower was the worst hotel shower ever. It was literally a handicapped shower. Oh, oh, it was fucking horrible. So, yeah. (laughs) I'm just remembering other things now. I don't even know where to begin. Oh, yeah. Usually with Marvel. Yeah, we're going to start off with Marvel book. And one glorious book, Beta Ray Bill, number two. Pick of the week. Not even close. It was fucking amazing. I didn't read a whole lot this week. Definitely my Marvel pick of the week. Oh. Well, Alone. Considering I, just yeah. for the cutaway, this is the pick of the week. The cutaway of the scuttlebutt? Yeah. We had the we had the best crossover. This you, week, you, you you ready for this? Yeah, better than this, crossover. This is also my pick of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys look at the cutaway? Yeah, it's glorious. They didn't they didn't catch Murder Falcon. I, I missed Murder, the Murder Falcon. Falcon. Did I you catch Daniel Warren Johnson mm-hmm. at the bottom? Um, Sketching the book. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, Listen, you can't zoom in far enough for me to see what that fucking <laughs> shit is. Well, I, it it's a guy at a drawing desk. I mean, it's. Please. But you if there was an no RB idea. shake in there, he would know. I just saw you out there looking at whatever the fuck book you were thinking about buying. Oh, this is a good cop. You can see all the little fringes on that, but you can't see a guy sitting at a desk. I'm telling you. The letters are smaller than that guy on the on the page. Anyway. Uh, are, are we are we just going to get like a buddy team up road trip movie listen, between Beta Ray Bill and, and Scourge? Scourge? Well, and Pip. And Pip. And Pip. Yeah. I was so hoping Odin would join join in on it. Like, I'm all in. I wouldn't have minded it, uh, but I think 
to start, this was a different tone than the first one. The first yeah. one was like kind of depressing. Yeah. Uh, and then this one became like Scourge's. He's literally like aggressively his wingman. In fact, he's like punching people in the face, yelling, "That's my wingman," or "I'm the wingman." <laughs> and they find Odin, and um. Uh, oh, we get to see fucking Beta Ray Bill do what's this move called? Where they fucking it's like a clothesline, but you're pulling them towards you. It's a it. There's a name for it. It's a, a running d- clothesline. No, but anyway, uh, a lariat clothesline. By the way, is where you actually have their arm and you pull them into the clothesline. Is that what it is? I yes. think there's a WWE like stupid name for it. But anyway. They find Odin. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's the Larry. Larry uh, okay. close on. All right, well. Bro- Brody Lee used used it a oh, lot. Okay. He, he did the uh, discus clothesline discus a lot, clothesline. too. Um, JBL called it the clothesline from hell. Yes. Gotcha. That's I think what I was thinking of. There you go. Um, all right. Back to the comics. Back to, this, back to the story. They find Odin, and he's like, look, I need my, I, I need a way. You need to make Stormhammer again. He's like, I can't do it. I'm, I'm a weak little bitch now. And he's like, you got to go to... Uh, Muspelheim, because Twilight, Surtur's Doomblade is there, and because Surtur's the one that originally destroyed your planet and other planets, there's life force in there that will give you the power to turn back into a regular Corbinite. Um, and we get some fucking, like, Warhammer 40k looking Asgardians that guard the portal to Muspelheim. Um, but, uh, Scourge joins the party. Pip joins the party because Pip's like, look, I'm a hideous freak too as well. Like, I'm just a tiny little troll and no one takes seriously, so I, I totally relate to you in this. They head to Muspelheim, and when they get there, this sort of weird, chaotic energies grant a body to the, the AI of Scuttlebutt, and it's a sexy android woman. Um, Who's going to love Bill for Bill? Here's what's yes. going to happen. I'm calling it right here. Bill's going to find a way to grant himself a Corbinite body, but then use the power to give Scuttlebutt a, a Corbinite body, a physical, like, form, fl- fleshy body. And then Scuttlebutt's going to probably end up being like, hey, Sif couldn't do it, but I can, you know, take horse parts. She so. won't do it, but her sister will. Um, I, I don't know. I think that's what I'm, what's going to happen here. But, Listen, uh, the more I think about it, this is my pick of the week, too. I, I can't. It's it, so, it was, it was it so, was so good. good. Yeah. Paul, was this your pick? Uh, no, it's gonna be crossover. Which I can't argue with either. No. Yeah, I think it's gonna be crossover. Right. It's crossover. Yeah. I mean, this this was real close. It made me pause, but. <clears throat> Hi, I'm Dave. Hi, Hi Dave. Here's your chance, Jimmy. Pooh Bear. X Men Legends number three. They didn't like this as much as the first. It's a first. fucking X Men book. <laughs> it's a true X Men book. It is. Yeah. It's it's them as X Factor. Which they're getting another another number one. I see. Is it a Hickman X Men book or no? Is it... No, this is literally no, this like is Fabian old school nineties. Oh, this this Louise is them as the X- this is this. They're they're all back in that time era, but it's not the timeless original. era. Yeah, it's original stories. You know okay. the the era that ruined the comic industry for yeah. Two decades. So this is like right after they got Archangel back from Apocalypse, and Hodge was decapitated, and so I don't, I don't yeah, know you have no X-Men, idea about so. X Men. Can I hit so. you with one? Nobody cares. Yeah, I got gotcha. you, but yeah, not as good as the first two. Hi, I'm Jimmy. Hi, Hi Jimmy. Jimmy. Silk number two of five. This was a solid read once again. Um, I've actually had people pick this up more. There's more people reading this now than when it was originally out, like, big time. It has the feel of a spider book, but it's not trying to overdo it with the typical... Hey, I'm a spider book? Yes. Um, So the giant cat, we find out, is a demonic kind of summoning from this family. Um. She's able to defeat it, kind of warn it off. It goes back, it's like, yo, Silk's here to fuck it up. And the uh, the kind of head of this crime syndicate, like the Yakuza crime syndicate, I'm not sure what their name is, is like, it's fine, I have a way around this. Uh, Cindy, Cindy starts seeing a new therapist, because hers is on break. 
obviously you know where it's leading to that he's in bed bed with them but no this another solid read i want to probably continue on with this series i mean marvel's been knocking it out of the park with these kind of off-character minis that they've been doing and this is no exception yeah i've been hearing a lot of good things about this hi i'm josh hi, hi josh. Josh. josh black widow number six did you read this paul no i didn't get to it um this was okay I don't think it's it wasn't as strong as the start to the first the arc. The first one, yeah. Uh, but we had a guest artist on this one, uh, Raphael De La Torre, and the art was great. Uh, but it, it basically is Black Widow is climbing up this apartment complex sort of thing, or like this parking garage, and each level has a different superpower enhanced kind of uh, henchman that she has to defeat. And she's like, "This is like a dumb video game." So she ends up. Uh, Repelling to the top and fighting like all the big the the, bo- the boss monsters that she calls them um, to rescue this girl that she met a f- uh, like a week ago with with uh, White Widow who had pickpocketed her and she's looking to basically start her own less abusive version of the Red Room with yeah. White Widow. So they're gonna probably because she finds her at the top of this tower then and. So this one's not really picking up from the last one, or is it? Is it it does very briefly. It, it okay. has a flashback so where she is um, her family. Yeah, yeah she, as she's going through this apartment complex, there's like a, a restaurant or like not a restaurant, but like a, a, a department store built into it or whatever, and she is hiding behind like some some uh, some aisles or whatever, and she sees a rubber ducky, and then she has a flashback of her and her fake husband <laughs> giving a bath to baby Stevie. And remembers it, and she just kind of like tries to put it out of her head. So, I mean, it's it's a continuation, but uh, I don't think we're gonna ever see that family again. Mm-hmm. At least, I, I might. But right. It wasn't bad. Art was great. So, um, yeah, I, I definitely re- recommend p- checking out the second arc after that first one. Okay, uh, the Marvels uh, number one. Uh, this is finally getting started. This was supposed to be, I think, started about a year ago. Um. So is this actually in the Marvel's universe or? Yeah, I, I, but. No, no, no. The Marvel's, like from Marvel's. Yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, Alex yeah. Ross series. Yeah, so, yeah. So this is in that universe, not. No, I think it's, I think it's all kind of continuity-ish. You know, uh, I think it's just a different story. It's just, but it's a good take on, they go through different periods in history with yeah. the different characters. But then there's also. Like when an, an event happens, story. well, because like we have, we have that um, one guy that's taking the uh, an old fantastic car, yeah, and using superhero tours, what doing some superhero tours. So I thought that was pretty cool. So I I liked it. Um, it was definitely um, definitely a pretty cool read. So Star Wars Darth Vader number eleven. Still a solid story. Uh, in this one, um, Vader's trying to get, like, he's still being chased by the uh, bounty hunter that the Emperor sent after him, but he's trying to tell, the bounty hunter's trying to talk him into just going back to the, the Emperor, admitting defeat. He'll put in a good word. And Vader's still trying to figure out his plan. They find this, uh, I guess, a dock for. Uh, Star Wars, uh, the the Star Destroyers, but each one of them has a cannon that can destroy a world, kind of like the Death Star. And the way he's powering it is this the crystal slivers that power the lightsabers. He's found like a mountain of, and has it under there, and they're tr- they're torturing it because the way you get the red lightsaber is through pain. <laughs> so, um. He uh, Vader's attacked by like the pain of the crystal, and like at the end of it, he's kneeling to the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, "Have you made a decision?" He's like, "Yes," and that's where it ends. Still a solid story. Um, I'm gonna read it till the end. I- I'm really enjoying it. So, yeah. I well, wanna, it's I going into uh, more of the bounty hunters next, right? Yeah. Oh, and it's Star Wars Day. Woo! It is today. You've never seen any of them, so we don't want to hear it. So you probably no by probably yeah, right. time this gets posted, it'll be Star Wars Day next, next year. Next year, <laughs> that's up to Josh. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> Joe's actually in Disney World right now, making his own lightsaber. 
No. So I found really? I, I, yeah. I found this guy on TikTok and I want to say a video and I didn't. I swear to God, it's Joe's long lost brother. <laughs> All right, kind of fucking looks like you him. need to send this to me because when I went to Disney World two years ago, um, I saw a guy. I was in line for It's a Small World, ironically, and there was a guy that looked exactly like Joe. In fact, the person I was with pointed them out and was like, "Is that Joe?" And I'm like. I got to take a picture of the guy, and I took a picture of him. And no, then- this guy—I mean, Joe with a with a goatee—but he is literally the gatekeeper of all. Like, all he does is do other people's videos and gatekeeps the fuck out of them. I'll, I'll send you a video yeah, if send, I come across him because I, I like to fuck with Joe about. Like, yeah, not not spot on, but definitely like look close enough to Joe and acts like Joe enough that they may have been separated. <laughs> on to DC. Robin, number one. Yeah, I got nothing. Uh, DC pick of the week. Sorry. Oh yeah, this was this um, was excellent. excellent. I enjoyed the Th- shit this. Out of this this was the best part of the Batman books for a while as the backup story. And Th- this is how I want to see Damien. Yeah, this is, and you know it's a perfect Damien book because you know he's badass, but at the same time he gets in over his head. Gets in over his head. Yeah. Um, so King Snake is Bane's dad. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was weird. But uh, I guess he's getting into a tournament. I don't know what the tournament's for. To like, determine who's like, the most that... badass, I guess. Yeah. It's literally like, just fucking... It's something with the League of Lazarus, yeah. and they're on this island. And, and, and they only I have mean, this tournament once every 100 years, yeah. so he gets in in the last second, and... He gets his heart torn out in the first fight. By uh, Flatline. Flatline. Who's a cool character? Yeah, but I, I like love the, how I like he the, just strides in there, cocky. I am the son of the bat, and yeah, my mother's the, the most dangerous woman on the planet. Interrupts the the, the yeah. mother of souls or whatever her name is, the soul mother. Yeah, I'm digging this. And he's like, and no, he's... I just want to win this right now. So who wants to fight? And then he gets his ass kicked. So or he gets his heart torn out. So, so yeah, obviously, obviously they have a Lazarus pit of some sort that they're gonna chuck him into. But yeah, definitely the best DC book I read this week. Uh, uh, action comics. 1030. Um, it's a Mongol story a little bit, uh, but it also deals with John. Essentially, John is talking to uh, Damien, saying, like, look, I'm, I went to the future for a while, and, like, dude, our, our dads are, like, super famous there. And because they're super famous, their lives are basically chronicled. I know everything that's going to happen. And after the last arc that I didn't read... Um, my dad disappears from history and he's assumed dead or or locked away by like Cersei or some shit like that. Um, he says the last thing that, that happens around this time is some Kryptonians show up from space and uh, meanwhile um, some mysteriously cloaked figure is like, hey Mongol, I killed all your sons so none of them are going to usurp you but you need to go to Earth and kick the shit out of Superman again. So at, at one point... Um, the Mongol ships show up, and John and Superman go to fight them off. And uh, there is a noise that Superman hears from one of the ships that they're destroying. He's like, "Well, hang on a second. This isn't a Mongol ship." And that noise—it sounds familiar. It's an—it's an ancient Kryptonian prayer. And they crack it open, and there's a couple of Kryptonians in it. So it's foreshadowing that Superman's going to die at some point, and John's going to join the Justice League as the new Superman. But uh, I, I hate John now. Uh, they they gotta de-age him or something, <laughs> and get rid of this whole like I know the future bullshit. It's so stupid. Detective, well, wait, aren't they? Um, aren't they in the one Superman book? Isn't it John taking over? Uh, they're both like that. Where basically Superman's showing and John then, the ropes, and then in action, Superman's supposed to be in space doing something. Well, in this one, they're fighting off a Mongol fleet in Earth's atmosphere. Okay. So. Detective 1035. So this rich girl is kidnapped and they're everyone's pretty much like, yeah, she's dead already. But Naka Nakoma or whatever the fucking mayor's name is, he's like, no, we have to search for him because it's the Worth family and they built half of Gotham. And even though we've never heard of them, even though we've never heard of them. And of course, Batman finds them because Bruce bought this specific townhouse in case he ever lost his money because it had easy access to the sewer system and he finds her and she's dead already 
and then the police find him and trounce up all over the crime scene chasing him and at the funeral when they're shooting at him a bullet ricochets in the sewers and hits a cop so they're like batman, batman shoots sure. cops now so he's public enemy number 1 again at the uh at the funeral her dad gets up there and literally is kingpin with hair and a glorious he's, he's, mustache he's omni man kingpin yes and he's like I will not rest. I will not grieve until there's justice. And he's going to be the next big bad for Batman. And at the end of it, uh, the Huntress stops a kidnapping just so there's something to put in a backup story. Well, at the, at the end of the main story, main story the yeah. woman that died and then comes the back woman as a zombie. Comes back as a zombie. And or seemingly a zombie. Bruce is like, why are you not dead? It The, the lady that's writing this, which he has it in front of her whatever it's uh it is uh mariko tamaki art by dan moore fucking good te- huh dan moore's art was good. oh the art the art's f- fabulous in yeah. it the story it just doesn't feel like batman it feels like daredevil yes yes it exactly feels like a daredevil book which Give Bruce his fucking money back. Bring fucking yeah. Alfred back from the dead. If I want to read the Daredevil book, I'll read the Daredevil book, you know? And put put someone competent that actually likes the character on it. I'm tired of people put like... Put Alfred in the Lazarus pit. <laughs> well, that's what the Robin story is about. Yeah. Is that he's he's going in that competition to probably gain access to Lazarus because he even has a hallucination of, of, of right. uh, and he, Alfred. Alfred appears as his conscience. And he yeah. knows. He's like, this is just my grief. You're not real Pennyworth. But that's all I have for... DC. Uh, Batman, black and white, number five. Eh, hit or miss on the stories. There, I mean, that's how it's all these are. Yeah. Um, there wasn't any real stinkers. There wasn't really anything that stood out. Worth the read, though. Okay. Are we on to Indies? Harley Quinn, anybody else do Harley Quinn, too? No. Uh, so, I guess... She she gets the idea that she's making amends. That was in the first one, yep. right? Well, her thoughts on this was taken over by Strange, who gets government funding. Hugo Strange, who gets government funding and you know facilities and all this. And I guess she, they're trying to reform all the clowns. Of course, Hugo's do, using it for nefarious means. Um, yeah, he showed up at the end of the first one. Yeah, so I mean, uh it's basically her giving a pep talk to uh, the one clown that she saved, Kevin. I think it is. It was all right. Not nothing to write home about. Oh. I don't know how I feel about the art in it. It's kind of. I like it. It's very stylized. It's, yeah, it's very uh, stylized. Riley Rosmo. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone has like a bean-shaped head, and it's. I don't know. I I, I kind of dig it. Okay, is that it for DC? I don't have any more DC. Mm-hmm. All right, on to independence. Um, oh, since I just read it, we'll start with the comic company that's in Jimmy's good graces. Is is our friends now. at Aftershock? <laughs> Words you thought was well, never I, I, going since, to be uttered since ever. They, since they announced seventeen, they've been back to my friends. Uh, nuclear family number three. Anybody else? Oh, this was fucking excellent. This was really good. I I like although, this. Um, although they're keeping the family imprisoned, and then they're doing one thing that Aftershock tends to do in a book is they're playing into all the kind of indie tropes at once. Uh, it's because it's all of, over the place. Yeah, at the end of it, it's it's oh nuclear war, nuclear fallout. Time travel. This one, zombies. <laughs> yeah. So, so we got we got all kinds of shit going. So we're hitting them. We're still hitting them all. Uh, hopefully, this has a good. Still written very well. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, the sure. characterization on the families is is really good. So I think this is definitely. And they're uh, torturing oh, the dad and mom to try to get information out of them. They're like, listen, we're telling you the truth. And they're like, man, these are some tough commies. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's really cool. This is this has been a great uh, great read. Any more aftershock? No. Right, let's do image. Helm Gray Castle number one. I do have another aftershock, by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. 
But go ahead. Okay. Um, oh my God. I'm never going to be able to pronounce this stuff. <laughs> uh, yep. No way. Uh, so story by Henry Barajas. And, or by Valenza? Uh, he's color artist. The penciler was Ramat Handoko. Handoko, yeah. Um, did you read this? I did. It's If you're it's into a, Dungeons and Dragons... It's, it's the most fucking... Most Dungeons and Dragons books that we've had since I think maybe die. Well, there's literal Dungeons and Dragons books that are coming out, but... Yeah, yeah. This but was, you know what I mean. This was like the most generic... Dungeons and Dragons story. This would be like because you have the main character Helm uh, Greycastle, whatever his name is. Right. He's a human barbarian, and then in the party you have your your token elf who's your, the bard. You have your token your dwarf, dwarf, and then you have your token sexy orc female character, and they are fighting the Aztecs. Apparently, which is like okay, neat I guess, but uh. I didn't give a fuck about this story, no. honestly. The cool thing about this book is that the be- the second half of the book is literally a module for D&D you can run, yeah. which I thought was really neat. Um, but, uh, yeah. Art I, was good. Story, sure. But it, it just felt like I've... It felt like someone was telling me about their D&D stories, and, like, if there's one thing everyone knows that is in a D&D, Listening to other people tell stories about their characters and their adventures and shit is like the most boring fucking thing in the universe. So, um, I don't know. It, it it's not for me. Yeah, I. Yeah, yeah. Shadow Doctor number three. Oh, that was this yeah. week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Fuck. So after the big explosion, Al Al Capone's like, "Hey, we need to get him help," and the doctor's like. Well, when you get into a hospital, and I was like, no hospitals, and starts freaking out, and he's like, listen, and he goes over, he's like, I took the Hippocratic Oath, do no harm, if I pull out any shrapnel, I could be killing him, so I'm not going to do it, and literally, Capone puts a gun to his head and says, is it worth your life, and he goes, yes, he goes, all right, right answer, get him to church, so they literally go to a church that's right next to a hospital and start wheeling out all the hospital equipment into this church, he saves this guy. Uh, the backup story is kind of going back through uh, the doctor's early childhood, and he somehow gets lost and meets up with this old, like, witch doctor kind of guy who keeps giving him lessons but won't give him the answer to the question. And the whole point of it is some questions don't have answers. And I don't know. This one kind of fell off for me. Um, But again, Capone showed who he is, and then at the end of it, he's like, Hope you're ready, Doc, because, you know, the time for peace is over. It's now time for war. So it was all right. I'm going to continue reading it. I think there's only going to be two more of these. I think five is what it's listed as. So, uh, Two Moons, number three. <laughs> two Moons, number three. It's obviously his first time. Do, do, do you need your phone taken away from you? Yes. Oh, Scott, it was turned down when we started. I don't know how that got turned up. Well, if you want to be playing with your phone. Don't want to hear it. So, uh, so the main character, what's his name, Morris or something like that. Uh, sure. He ends up traveling with, I don't even remember who these fucking people are, but he's traveling and he remember, and one of them gives him a mushroom, like a Super Mario mushroom. And at one point, they're they're they get blocked by this river that's flooded and it's it's carrying bodies from the war uh, down river. And he remembers back to the dead body that that told him that. Uh, when you get to the road where the dead travels faster than the living, take another bite of this fucking shroom, man. And uh, he figures this must be it. So he takes another bite, and this zombie guy riding a zombie horse comes out of the water and is like, look, uh, you can see fucking demons and shit, and these demons are feeding on the souls of the people dying in the war. Um, you gotta kill them. And the only way to kill them is using iron. So good luck. And this guy that's traveling with him walks up to him and is like, Hey, man, so you down here by yourself. No one really likes you because you're, you're one of those engines. But I brought you some food. And then he realizes he's a demon because he has, like, a, a goat head with, like, three eyes or whatever. And then they start beating the shit out of each other. And um, the rest of the men that are traveling with him are like, uh, that, 
that engine's attacking an innocent white guy, so we gotta kick his ass now, and he ends up kicking their ass and, and killing a bunch of them, and then right before he can kill the demon guy, uh, the the Irish maid character, or not Irish maid, Irish nurse character, and the uh, uh, the un- uh, like contingency of the Union Army shows up and is like, y- you're our prisoner now. So I don't know what the fuck is going on in half this book. Yeah. Uh, anymore. The first issue was great, but I'm yeah, kind uh, of I'm having kind of, trouble following yeah, what everyone is doing. I mean, the supernatural stuff is the easiest thing to ex- to understand. Beyond that, it's like, what the I don't understand what the fuck is going on. So I'll keep reading it, though. Happy hour number six. This is the final issue, question mark. Ahoy. Well, yeah, ahoy. Okay. It says the end at the end with a question mark. I think so, all Ahoy books do that. So they're throwing her into this swamp, and he, the, the main character, feels bad. So he admits that he also is part of this, and the sad people are going to throw him in. This other guy's watching it and is like, well, I'm not really sad. I'm happy because my wife is back, and she broke out of the, the reassignment camp in America, too. So he saves her right as the Americans come, the happy go lucky people come in and start killing people laughing the whole time they escape and they they run away and then they get caught by another group they're the irony camp and everything's supposed to be ironic and then they're saved by this guy once again and he's like oh this by the way my wife i've been happy since my wife's back so i'll help you because i'm happy she's here but she's not really here she's dead i'm just ha- i'm just having a mental breakdown and she's like I'm actually here, but he treats me better because he thinks I'm a hallucination, but I'm actually here. Isn't that ironic? And that's how it ends. All right. <laughs> All right. I, I mean, it, no, I mean, it was an enjoyable like series, would, but, but I mean, it is like when it's they got caught in again. a hoy book. Yeah. Um, I like how not only has a hoy, a hoy seems to have just adopted Tom Payer's sort of humor. Yeah. Wholesale. So you can tell when it's an Ahoy book. Um, Shadecraft, number two. Anyone oh, read this? shit. I didn't get to that. Um, so the girl realizes that her shadow is her brother. And that was at the end of the first one. Yep. And they're like super casual about it. Um, She ends up, like he ends up trying, like she wears his old jacket, I guess, and he takes it back for a brief moment and then is like, well, at least I don't have to go to school. And she's like, well, you're my sh- shadow, so you do have to go to school with me. And uh, she gets to school, and one of her friends is like, hey, the popular kids that bullied you put something in your locker. I wouldn't open it over you. She opens it. It's a bouquet of roses. But they're making, like, a TikTok video where they're like, oh, we're being nice to the loser kid in school. So, um... She, the popular kids are just assholes. She goes and talks to the school guidance counselor who is like, hey, I want to help you. Uh, her brother, meanwhile, as the shadow, no one can really hear him or see what he's doing a whole oh, lot. Oh, fuck. Okay, I know what book this is. And uh, he realizes there's a gun in the in the counselor's uh, desk. So she heads home, and her brother now it, well, only it's, realizes it's how like, much of a toll it's taking on her family. Like it's like Ted from Scrubs. There, there's pills in the first drawer for when you're sad. There's guns in the second drawer for when you're really sad. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, she gets grounded, I guess, because her, pissed off her mom, who's like super pissed about her son being in a coma. Because the, the the shadow isn't a ghost. The guy's just in a coma. And he goes to check on his mom. He's like, oh, man, this is really a, a real big toll on the family. Wait, where are you going? And she sneaks out of the house, goes back to the school, looks for the gun in the in the in the counselor's drawer, and it's not there. But then she goes to leave the office. The counselor's there, pointing a gun at her. It's like, uh, all those evil shadows. I can see them too, and they're coming from you. I don't know. I, I don't really care about this book anymore. So I'm probably not gonna read the next one. Uh, the first one was kind of eh for me, and this yeah, one was I was kind of the, the so. second one was gonna be the make or break on that one for me. Yeah. Okay, are we just doing anything or? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, once in future. Oh, this was. This was phenomenal. phenomenal. This was awesome. I loved it. Still love Granny. Uh, like her takeaway, and I also like the the I love Prime how, Minister. I love how they give 
them like 30 seconds of a happy ending at the end of every arc and then like nope it's so much fucking worse now yeah <laughs> yeah it's like it's kind of like dave's life yeah 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 i mean charlie brown does look at dave and go nope I'm good. I'm a big old ray of sunshine. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, this uh, this was solid. And I guess this, yeah, this would 18. So this would be our uh, end of our arc here. I don't know when the next one's starting up uh, yet, but um, th- we, this is great. I didn't quite see this happening yeah, yeah, at the end. And, yeah. and then all of a sudden King Arthur's like, listen, this is it for me. Marlon's like, well, hold on a second. And the Prime Minister releases video of it all happening, which makes it the portal reopen, and all of Britain is sucked into the other world. Yep. And Granny's like, well, fuck. Fuck. Well, what do we need to do? Board up all, all the windows and doors. It's about to get fucking... Ugly. And all hell breaks loose. And he's like, "What? where are you going? Smoke a cigarette. I think I want some to... No, you're a good boy. And as we're outside, <laughs> it's literally just... All hell breaking loose. All hell breaking loose so good yep very good excellent uh also from boom berserker number two now berserker berserker there's no vowels in there um josh described it best it's vandal savage if vandal savage was militarized and a good guy pretty good yeah it's our orange origin you can literally yeah. say that about it's every not a, it's not a meteorite that gives him the powers his parents do some sort i mean of this ritual, one but his mom faced... fucks a, a god or something like yeah that. like yeah. Dr. I, Manhattan shows I up. think this was better than the first one it was one. better than the yeah. first one yeah I, but, I just don't care. I don't care. Yeah, I don't. I don't care either. But it I was, enjoy. It was better. I, I, it, it's not a bad read. It, it, it's a fun read. I, I'll I'll continue reading it because Keanu seems like a stand up dude. Yeah, yeah um, it's, it's a quick read too. So. I don't think it's yeah. ever oh, going to yeah. be pick of the week unless they do something really fucking. Well, I mean, Matt Kent's writing it, yeah. so you yeah. know that helps. I'm sure we might get something else uh, in there. Uh, yeah, keep Department going. Department of Truth number eight. eight. What the fuck? I don't know. Like, like, it, it's funny. Last issue, you were back on board, and now this, you're off again. <laughs> because again, it's like it's the character. Like, I like the uh, the guy with the hat. What was his name? Carson. Yeah, I like that character. But they keep bringing this Cole character, in, and I just. I don't care about him. Well, he's special in some way or Yeah, but I don't care about him. I enjoyed the last book much better. Because they talk about him in 1985. That's the person they need to look for. And This one's at the Denver airport, which if you know the whole Denver Denver airport, there's underground buildings, which there were underground buildings built. But again, it wasn't for the purpose. So now it's the head of the, the Illuminati, and that's what the big rumor is. And they're like, and even the main character's like, well, no one takes this one seriously. So... But they're like, yeah, but there's enough people. And it's like, and she, he's like, well, what's your job? And the girl's like, oh, I just kill people that it kind of lead all these. And she's the cleanup. Like once they and apparently the Department of Truth can like when they have to do a cleanup, they send somebody in and they can create their own. They, fiction. Yeah, they create their own. So fiction. like the guys that were at the ice wall that they killed. Um, what one died of one, a they heart said attack? Died the of, other one's in a coma, and he's gonna die six months. But later again, it's like all that. just a figment, and they're right. like they're trying to figure out how to destroy this ice wall, and it's like I, I don't know. I, I want to like this, I really do, but give us something more. Yeah, like like I said, I, I'm enjoying the like, other. Characters it still has that X Files vibe, but there's yeah. not enough action to keep me engaged issue to issue. Like the, you know, it's almost guess, that's, the last that's a similar the, problem in Batman. Yeah, a, yeah. Again, the the last the last one. Well, they're well, like, the last issue was all with, about that doctor. With and they're like, oh, and then you're finally seeing these these aliens that are finally and hey, we're finally getting to the bottom of it. And now they fuck off, and they're not talking about the bad group again. And it's just and like it, advance the actual fucking plot right. line. Like I'm okay with the other stuff. What well, it was black folder or something, right? Yeah, or, something like that. Yeah. So I'm okay with these little like I think it's cool that they're doing all these conspiracy theories. But actually advance the fucking main plot line while you're doing it. It was a similar problem X Files had earlier. Er, yep. I, yeah, I, I part of it was 
the network was probably telling him, make this last because we got a head on our hands. But also, I don't think Chris Carter knew where he was going. Yeah. And see, that was the difference with Lost. When Lost had an ending, they knew where they were going. And you can see that shift in tonally in the yeah. show. Like, all of a sudden, every episode, shit happened. And we, we started getting yeah. towards the end. Yeah. All right. Again, you have anything I'll, else? I'll continue reading it because I'm invested enough in the main plot line. But uh, I do believe we're on to our last book of the week. Crossover number six. I fucking absolutely love this. This I mean, is great. Any other week, that this <laughs> yeah, it's my pick of the week. Of it was, week. I think, I'm, the first thing I read, and it was, it was obviously like, the first thing I read as well. But and uh, I was like, oh wow, holy shit! I think I'm the one that called it that Ellie was a comic book character when. Yeah, it was one of those. Yeah, and there, there's all the clues. Yeah, you know, all the things that are, she can wheel, that she can wield Valifax I, and gain the powers. And I really like where when the uh, preacher's son is going to kill the little girl you know he's like this is what i'm supposed to do this is what was written and then those words start to disappear and stuff and then when when ellie takes over i'm thinking this is like well it's no longer donny kate's writing anymore he's not pushing the pen at this point you know this is going to be the transition for zadarsky to take over which i still find interesting because you know zadarsky's missing yeah, I, I that mean, was in the first issue, right? When yeah. they said he was missing, yeah, or the second issue, one or the other. Yeah, um, I, I love, I love the just the love letter to early independent comics that this is. Well, and that splash page is that's a little special. There, it looks like they were trying for the turtles, and it didn't happen because there's a shadow of the obviously the turtles in the in the background. And well, there's kind of a spoof of every character in that splash. Well, yeah. no, some of them aren't. Like, there's a Galactus in the background. Yeah. There's very yeah. clearly a Wonder Woman and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was cool. They had a listing of everybody who, um, I guess, let their characters be in the book, so to speak, and, and, and yep, stuff. Yep, so, so we have Madman, Atomahawk, uh, Powers, Astro City, Wicked and Divine, Luther Strode, Battle Pope, Savage Dragon, Chew, Black Hammer, which I absolutely loved when they yeah. showed up um all of liefeld's fucking image characters. image characters um but yeah i'm i'm absolutely loving i, I like the, the pot shot they took at superman uh when uh auto dies the guy comes out of the sky falls on him and he's like who hit me and he looks up and it's definitely superman floating there but he's all dark Oh, that asshole. Oh, that asshole. <laughs> so, yeah, no, this was uh, very enjoyable. Um, and then I think we get number seven, what, in two months? Yep. Yep. So we'll be moving on. All righty. And that's everything. Oh, oh I and uh, I hate Fairyland. I love that. That she. Sh- that, oh, she, yeah. She, that, she, was she showed up as well. Although I wish she would have had a line because, I mean, why not? Right. All right. Is that it? Yeah. On to Meteor. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Yeah. That's I hate what I heard. Main, I hate the main character. Beat not enough of the cool characters. Like, who, who did you want to see? Johnny Cage. Well, I want to see more Kano, and they fucking kill him. Wow. Like Kano, Kano, Kano carried the first. Kano half keeps, of that. yeah, but Kano keeps coming back in, in like if you follow the video game series. But uh, the main know, character, and I, I just, wasn't sold on the actor they picked for Kano because the last thing I remember him from was the uh, the Showtime show with uh, Michael Cheadle, where he plays like a very uptight and like every show I've ever seen him in, he's like a very dude, uptight, that guy was buttoned the, up. My favorite part of the entire movie. Oh, Kano. Absolutely, was the best part of that. Um, the the fact the fact that we're going to be getting Noob in the second one, Noob Cybot. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if we get a second one. Oh, they they've See, they they already have they're already the director signed on for four. Um, I heard. I, mean, I'll wa- I will watch another, but like, uh, listen, I actually enjoyed the fact that they made it like Scorpion Sub Zero centric. Well, that's what they it's did. But they weren't even in half the movie. Yeah, but there was enough of it to, I don't know. 
I didn't think it was horrible. I didn't think it was great. It was fun to shit on it, it the was entire okay. time watching because that's what I did with my friends. Like when when Scorpion shows up and defeats Sub Zero, and he says to his like his his descendant, the main character, he's speaking in Japanese, like, "Oh, I can finally go back. I can, I can rest now, or whatever the fuck." I was like, "This guy is from Brooklyn. He doesn't speak Japanese. Just because his ancestors were Japanese, he has no idea what they were fucking saying." Um, Sub Zero was fucking awesome. Scorpion was awesome, but we didn't get enough. See, of them. I'm ready. I'm ready for the good Sub Zero. Goro got fucking wasted. Like he had two lines, and he just he gets killed by this nobody fucking new character, main character who has Aquaman shirt powers. Um, that was dumb. But Kano was great. Kung Lao was great. Uh, I like the nod to uh, Kung Lao's fatality. Yeah, I mean, the, his fatality was the best one in the. In yeah. the I'll be honest with you. The the fight scenes were done excellent. Absolutely. They were good, yeah. Like I said, um, this is exactly what I expected it to be. I didn't go in with high expectations. This this was clearly to set up a, a franchise. So the two names I've heard for uh, Johnny Cage for the second one, which the second one's going to be very kind of Johnny Cage centric. I heard uh, a lot of people are looking at Ryan Reynolds. I don't think Disney's going to let There's that no happen. There's no fucking way that's happening. But the, the one that makes the most sense is The Miz. Absolutely. I did see that, and I absolutely agree. And, and that'd be perfect for the type of movie it is. Um, Again, I had my problems with it, but again, I, I love Mortal Kombat. I, honestly, I, I, I would rewatch it again. Oh, I, it, I have. It, it was a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, it didn't it, blow me away. It was cheesy as fuck, but like, it, I will absolutely watch another one. Yeah, because hundred percent. I've watched it twice already. Like, it, I can uh, turn my brain off and just be like, "This is exactly what I expected." This is this is an R-rated, gory action movie. That's what I, that's what I wanted from it. I didn't want fucking that stupid conquest movie they gave us for the second one. Again, and it's gonna be kind of leading up. The second one's gonna be a Johnny Cage movie. Third one's gonna be the actual tournament. The fourth one's gonna be the Fallout. That's how it's they're gonna do these four movies. And hell, I mean, I'm for it. Again, they're gonna bring Kano back. Yeah. They'll, they'll find a way because um, again, I don't. He was absolutely the best fucking part. I, I oh, dude, I was. I dug I was, the Cabal character too. Like I think, however, they, they did. They yeah, but as far as like personality goes, like Kano was the funniest fucking thing. Like I was losing it. Everything he said was hilarious for until he up until he died. Laser beams better than your yeah. gay little fireball. <laughs> <laughs> fucking love Kano. It was great. Uh, have we have we recorded since no Falcon and Winter Soldier ended? Ended no. It, eh. it it it's exactly it, it's a setup. Again, I didn't watch like the last three episodes. A, 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 Agent Thirteen was the power broker all along. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Uh, John Walker gets his actual U.S. agent U.S. agent costume. uniform, which is so spot on. Well, I mean, come on. Julie Louise Dreyfus as Contessa. It was fucking was that awesome. Was, that was awesome. Um, did uh, what I loved is did you did you notice the tra- the training montage of Sam? What he did mm-hmm. always on the right side of the path when he was running. Yep, he always left the left. Well, open. that's been constant through the series. Even if you look at the the first episode when he's in the Smithsonian, he's always standing on the right side of mm-hmm. Steve Rogers' picture. And then they get the. Uh, the black eye hole exhibit and the captain America for prize. Yeah. So, um, again, that, that, that was cool. Um, I mean, his costume was straight up out of the comic book. And fucking, it, it was, and spot it was, on. Yep. it was straight. Like they didn't modify anything. It was exactly as it was in the book, which was like, Oh, that's pretty freaking cool. You know? And they have greenlit. They have officially announced that Phase Five will start with Captain America Number Four, with his Sam Wilson story. But apparently, they're bringing other. There, there's rumors that uh, Chris, Chris Evans yeah. has signed on for three more movies. Or but something none like of them are. I, I think the way I read it, none of them are actual Captain America movies. Yeah, he'll, he'll probably show up in Avenger movies. Um, they released the whole slate for Phase Four. And Black Widow's going to Disney Plus. Yeah. 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 But everything else is going to be theater releases, which I think they're going to pull that. I think now that a lot of states are fully opening, I think they're going to pull it off Disney Plus. 
Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I think they're doing the premium, so you still have to pay, pay for 20 it. bucks. Yeah. yeah. Um, which they can do because they're Marvel and it's a Marvel movie. Even a bad Marvel movie's better than a DC movie. Right. Yes. Um, but the, the final, they're rounding out phase four the way they should round out a phase four with the four. Um, the casting, they said they're hoping uh, any if there's any big cons this fall, that that's when they're going to announce casting. I did. Well, all the cons are all virtual, with the exception of uh, San Diego's trying to do something on Thanksgiving weekend. Which I think that's where they're going to announce the Fantastic Four cast. Yeah. Um, I heard that Emily Blunt's back in the running for Invisible Woman, so we get it. We get Emily Blunt and John John Krasinski as Mister Fantastic in suit. At least we'll have somebody with chemistry on it, as opposed yeah. to Josh Trank's. Uh, fantastic four movie which i started watching last week after i watched the making of because it's like you know you go through and you're like all right i gotta see how bad it is you know sometimes you have to do that do you know how you make there's it a lot a, better do you know how you make the there's two original ones better no not the two original ones the josh uh, trank one the oh, last one you know how you make that better it's you not a fantastic four yeah. it's yeah. just a space odyssey movie it's and, not yeah if you and it's so much better but there's 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 actually some good ideas in there that like like Reed and Ben are childhood friends. Like I yeah. like that. They go over to the negative zone to get their powers as yeah. opposed to going out into space. I'm like, well that's makes that sense. works. Yeah. That makes sense. That's even better. Um so there was a lot of things going on. He just didn't have a budget to, you know, the two hundred million dollar budget that he was promised to be able to do anything. So But again, you know. why why would you? Why would why would you dump that kind of money into a Fantastic Four movie? I don't know. So, but uh, I'm trying to think of what else. Oh, Invincible ended. Anyone watch Invincible? Uh, I, I'm I halfway through. It's good. It it, it started out good. Um, I I think uh, the Amber character is universally hated by literally everyone. Which one's Amber? The the black chick that's dating uh, okay. Mark Grayson, because uh, it's revealed later in the in the season if you haven't gone that far where she knows the whole time that he's invincible, and still gives him shit. It, it, I hate that character. Everything else is pretty good. Um, oh, Russell Crowe uh, officially kind of let it out the bag that he's playing Zeus. Yeah. And Love and Thunder. So we're getting Hercules, which, come on. Hercules and Thor is a very underrated kind of friendship in Marvel. Yeah. Um, didn't uh, Amelia Clark sign on for something also in Disney or the Marvel Universe? She did. Um I have no idea what it I was. forget what it is too. I can see the article, like the article's picture. All right. Head. So while Comcast had their free everything on, did anybody on AMC Plus happen to catch Creep Zero season two? No. There are some phenomenal fucking episodes on there. The second one has Ted Raimi as Ted Raimi in a PBS studio, and he's trying to get. This book that was in the family for many years, and it's the Necromicon. Necronomicon. Necronomicon. Yeah, that. And uh, how do you feel right now? Dave just corrected your pronunciation on something. Uh, I I don't care. I'm off work oh, for a couple of weeks. Uh, Fast and Furious. Uh, the director said that they are working on a crossover with Jurassic World. Sure. Really? Do we need that? Yeah. Why not? Why they not? had to do. They Why? it had to be fantastic or Fast and Furious and fucking space or something. When you get to that many sequels, they um, they have to do it. It's a requirement. Uh, Sony but, and Disney reach an agreement. All the yeah, Spider Man movies are coming. I, I, they get second rights to them. So yeah. after the theater run, when they go to streaming, they'll go to Netflix first, and then they will go to Disney. Um, the Flash officially started filming. With Michael Keaton, Ben Affleck, Ezra Miller. Oh, the movie. So, we're getting an actual Flashpoint movie. Uh, but anyway, back to the Creepshow one. It turns into a whole fucking evil Oh, thing. Amelia Clark. Awesome. Really? Amelia, yeah, it was awesome. Amelia Clark signed on I've for seen. the Secret Invasion. Secret uh, Invasion, that's yep. it. Yeah, it, it, was, it was fucking great. And then the last one, uh, the last episode is oh, Justin Long. Spe- speaking of, I, I really, no one cares, Paul. <sighs> It was great. 
Yeah, you said that. Now we're moving on, getting through media. <laughs> All right. We don't need a episode-by-episode episode breakdown of something that no one else is watching. Because no one else has AMC. Uh, Overwatch, Overwatch director Jeff Kaplan stepped down at Blizzard, which is fucking huge, considering Overwatch 2 is supposed to be coming out this fall. Yeah, who cares? Uh, old yeah. Blizzard's dead. Long live Activision. Who cares? Nah, and that's when World of Warcraft went down is when Activision got it. Uh, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Is that all the old, the old guard of, 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 of Blizzard has been long gone yeah. with uh, Mike Morheim and um, holy fuck, the, uh, Chris Metzen. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, Didier and and now Jeff Kaplan, uh, they're gone. So I don't think there's anyone even Knights left of, from the original. Knights one. of the Old Republic remake is in the works. All for it. Oh, I think me and you had talked about this. Uh, did you watch uh, the Weekend at Willie's movie yet with Nick Cage? No, I heard it was. It is exactly what you expected. I heard it was, it was great. I heard it was. It was so great. Bad. I I loved it. Um, I heard Nick Cage doesn't say a single word. Not a goddamn word. And then it, I don't know. I haven't watched it. I heard, I heard it was bad. Oh no, I loved it. So. it. It was one of those campy fucking, I thought it it was a beautiful fucking B horror movie. If it comes out on streaming, I'll watch it, but I'm like, I, I was off with the code. I'm like, I oh, fuck it. I'm going to, I have, a, I had a free rental. So I, I'm like, that's what I got. And I'm serious. And you overpaid. I'm, no, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Titans cast Jay Lacurjo as Tim Drake. So Tim Drake's now going to be black in Titans. Okay. Literally, they're just turning it into like a Robin because that's all it's going to be is like Batman sidekicks instead of, you know, an actual I, Titans. I didn't watch any of Titans. So the first season was actually decent. Second season, nah. Um. Finn Whitrock is has been cast as Guy Gardner. He's the first official cast member of the Green Lantern, Lantern HBO Max series. Oh, I heard that the, there was a guy uh, who was playing Jon Stewart that was supposed to be in some extra scenes in the Justice League movie of, Snyder, of the Snyder Cut, and they filmed his scenes in Zack Snyder's like backyard with like some green screen set up. I can't remember who it was. But they showed some of the like some pictures of from some of the scenes, and they're asking for like the Green Lantern cut now. <laughs> um, uh, Tom Cavanaugh and Carlos Valdez are both exiting the Flash after this season. Well, I, I thought HBO or AT and T or whatever said uh, Snyderverse stuff's all done. It is. Yeah, I thought they made an official statement of that, so they can. Call for whatever, yeah, I don't think but that, I that's think that's they're done, is done. happening, but uh, who knows? Uh, Adam's Family Netflix series um, is circling Christina Ricci as Morticia Adams. I mean, talk about coming, coming full circle. That makes sense. Um, and that's all I have for Meteor. Oh, a uh, b- bunch of new titles announced. The Heroes Reborn stuff is starting next week for Marvel, yep. which should be exciting. On to He Dead? I don't remember. Uh, pro- probably the b- biggest one in the comic world, uh, John Paul Leon. Uh, he's the artist for um, uh, Earth X, Static, yeah. Creature of the yeah. Night. He passed away. Yeah, he worked with at, uh, Jim Kruger on that. Uh, yeah. He passed away at 49, uh, cancer. Oh, that They said sucks. he had beaten cancer, went into remission, and I guess it came back in pretty quickly. Um, I met him at. Ball, no, at DC the last year we went down. He was, I think, a Friday only guest. Uh-huh. And again, didn't know a lot of his work, but there was no one at his table and it was pretty cool. And then, of course, Creature of the Night came out shortly after that. I'm like, oh, and that was a pretty cool series. So. Yeah, we both liked that one. And the art was fabulous on it. And a lot mm-hmm. of artists said that he kind of. And Busick. E- even though he. Wrote, did, Busick yeah. wrote that one too. Yeah. So, yeah, that explains Even though. It, yeah. uh, even though he wasn't like this household name uh, and never was put on like the big titles, like almost every like Stegman came out uh, and said, you know, when he first got into art, you know, he was one of the guys that said, hey, kid, let me see your portfolio. I'll give you hints mm-hmm. and I'll give you tips here and there. Like 
They said he was one of the most generous, like, he didn't hold anything back. Like, if you want to know how he did something or, you know, something about his style, he was willing to show you. So, big loss in the comic industry. Yep. Um, oh, uh, the Meatloaf songwriter. Uh, oh, Jim Steinman. Jim yep. Steinman. Yep. He passed away at that, 71. Yep. Uh, Al Unser Sr. passed away yesterday at, at 82. You know, so besides that, I don't have a whole lot. All righty. All right. Well, thanks for uh, joining uh, again. Uh, now that we're kind of back, maybe on schedule. May the 4th be with you. May the 4th be with you. I am Except the maestro. You, Josh. Why? He's okay. a genius. Well, because he doesn't like Star Wars. Why would we wish him a... But he's still a genius. Plus, these won't be posted until September anyway. So. Yeah, so. Right. There you go. What? <laughs> Did you introduce yourself? The, the, cro- the Corona brain got him. Uh, he has that COVID fog. Uh, We've only been doing it for three, four years, Paul. I'm the Mad Hatter. Jimmy Kimmel almost live. And I'm the genius. I, I like Swan Lake Josh a little bit better. <laughs> Black Swan Josh. Swan yeah. Song Josh. He's a genius. Be good to each other. <laughs>